Today on The Informed Catholic, we're going to look into an article, Marxists Attack Two Virgin Mary Statues in New York City and Boston, Setting One on Fire. Hello, my friends. This is The Informed Catholic, and my name is Ned Jabbar, your host. And so this is going to be episode 111 of The Informed Catholic. So let's begin with a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. St. Joseph, Guardian of the Church, pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. And St. George... Martyr, pray for us in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, and let me read a passage of Scripture that I think will be fitting for this. This is from Revelation, um, the Apocalypse, chapter 12, starting from verse 13. And when the dragon saw that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had... Uh, who He pursued the woman who had borne the male child. But the woman was given uh, two wings of a great eagle that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness to the place where she is to be nourished for a time and time and a half a time. The serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman to sweep her away with the flood. But the earth came to the help of the woman And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river which the dragon had poured from his mouth. Then the dragon was angry with the woman and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring, on those who keep the commandments of God and bear testimony to Jesus. And he stood on the sand of the sea. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. So let's look at this a little bit before we go into the article. The dragon, obviously, is the devil. And often you'll hear the word serpent and dragon. It's, it, in, you know, it's interchangeable because it's the same thing. Because remember, uh, in the Garden of Eden, it actually says serpent, but we often, uh, it's translated, unfortunately, as snake. It's not. In actuality, it's Similar, it actually means serpent, which also can be translated as dragon in Greek. In the Subduagent version, which is the Greek version of the Old Testament, and uh, in actuality, the Hebrew never says the word snake; it uses the word serpent, which can be translated as dragon. Um, and he, the fact that he pursues the woman, the woman is both the Virgin Mary. And the church, again, interchangeable, because in many ways she represents the church and she is the mother of all Christians. You know, remember our Lord, he referred to her as woman. And over here it says woman. So, and 
according to tradition, it's believed to be the same author of the Gospel of John, which is the Apostle, St. John himself. And it refers to a male child that she gave birth to, which is obviously referring to our Lord, which, you know, a lot of the church fathers often say that what I'm telling you is some is what I read in commentaries of the church fathers. And when I heard many Catholic commentators themselves, uh, as well as Orthodox Christians, uh, they use this this tradition of interpretation. It's not uh, reinventing it. It's not doing any of that stuff. It's basically uh, you, you we're using the tradition of the church as how early Christians understood interpreted scripture. Um, now, as you can see now, the, uh, the dragon was cast down, has been thrown, cast down to the earth. And then he pursued the woman. Now, some commentators... Uh, because remember Herod and uh, Herod the Great, who was a descendant of Esau. Esau was the brother of Jacob, and Jacob, remember, cheated Esau out of his birthright. But Esau also sold his birthright for a pottage of, of lentils, because he was famished. He desired more to satisfy his appetite, his hunger, which is also in a way kind of like one who also preferred to to satisfy his carnal pleasure. And remember, Esau was born red and hairy. And because according to tradition, Herod himself, which is true, came from the Adomite tribe. And because remember, Herod pursued the, the Christ child the child and his mother. Remember, like Matthew often said, uses the term, he, Joseph or the angel spoke to Joseph and said, take the child and his mother and go into Egypt. Herod then was infuriated that the wise men didn't return to him. They were told by the angel to take another path home. They Then, then Herod decided to pursue and go after all the children in Bethlehem and in neighboring villages. And like a dragon, he persecuted or he just killed martyred. They were known as the first martyrs, the martyrs of Bethlehem, the martyrs, uh, you know, uh, that died in place of our Lord. And so you see there, therefore, it's like a picture of the birth of Jesus when Herod decided, or you know, when Herod decided to pursue the Christ child, and when he couldn't find the child, he then ordered all male children under two years of age to be put to uh, to the sword, to be put to death. So it's kind of a play over that. Now um, the woman was given two, like sort of two wings or wings of an eagle, and flew into the wilderness. Just what happened, uh, Joseph. In a sense, the uh, Joseph, Saint Joseph, and Heaven came to her rescue, and Joseph, who was the guardian of the church, flew into the wilderness, into Egypt. Now it goes on to say, um, the serpent poured water like a river. The term water and river, uh, remember, like in the beginning of the the book of Revelation, the apocalypse. Our Lord appears to John in glorified form and spoke with the voice of many waters. 
meaning he spoke in the language of many nations. In other words, his he could be understood by all the nations. And many in the, the fact that the serpent poured opened his mouth and a river of water mean that he will use the nations, the political nations, the the the, the different factions of nations to try to destroy the Christian faith, try to destroy the church. Many waters, because remember, the beast rose out of the, the waters, out of the ocean. He rose out of the waters of the nations. The, the, the Antichrist will come and will be the sort of the master of many nations. We see like, you know, you see this with many empires. You see with Napoleon, the Caesars, they wanted to rule the world. They wanted to rule everything. We see this in the beginning of the of the Tower of Babel, where the people were gathered together and they built a tower. And the tower basically symbolized, you know, sort of, forgive me for using a lack of a better word, sort of like sticking your finger up to heaven, defying God, waving your fist to heaven. You know, uh, we're, you are the master of your own life. You know, we are, you know, we will decide for ourselves what's good for us and in defiance towards heaven. The Caesars, the Pharaohs, the, the, um, the, the different, the Greek, the, the, the different emperors of the world, like, like Alexander the Great, who tried to conquer the nations. Uh, we see this with, uh, Hitler. We see this with, with all the different emperors, Napoleon Bonaparte, all the empires of the world, the, the, the sultans, the, the Ottoman Empire, all of it was to conquer and rule all the nations. In many ways, the devil will use emperors and, nation, and empires, the different nations of the world, to try to destroy the church. And the, and the church is always persecuted. That's the whole point here of this message here. And, but then it says, the earth came in defense of the woman. The earth came in defense of the woman. That means that God, that God, our Lord, will always, he is the master of history. And therefore, he himself will always come. It's like it says here. Um, then the, the dragon was angry with the woman and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring, on those who keep the commandments of God and bear testimony. And he stood on the sand of the sea. Meaning he will always stand between, you know, always on, on one foot in one nation and one foot with the empires of the world. And like it says, the, you know, over here, uh, the earth came to the help of the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river which the dragon had poured from his mouth. That God himself will always, God himself is in charge. He is the master of heaven and earth. All authority of heaven and earth have been handed on over to me, but always, always while, while there is, there's, you know, history going on. And while the earth lives in time, there will always be persecution. So, okay, that ends it for here. So, you know, I just wanted to try to explain to you the best that I can, you know, what this, what this uh, interpretation means. Remember, you have to read it within the, the, the tradition of the church. All right, I didn't have time to pick out names or which who says this, who said that, but you can always look for church fathers like uh, the early church fathers and their understanding of the book of Revelation, their understanding of how uh, the end times. I'm going to try to do that. Um, I'm, well, I want to read something and I want to put notes together. So 
you know, we will go through it and, you know, we'll read in history of the church fathers because John Henry Newman said that the best thing is to look into history of the fathers, how the church fathers interpreted scripture, how they interpreted the end times. Like, for example, the book of Maccabees, which many of our Protestant brothers don't have, is actually an apocalyptic book. It is an apocalyptic, you know, because it talks about persecution. All right, so uh, let's begin the article. All right, this is an article by DJHJ Media. I'm not very familiar with them, but they appear to be very conservative. So let's look here. All right. Uh, the article's by Rich Welsh, uh, July 12th, 2020. This was over the weekend. It came out Sunday. Marxists attacked two Virgin Mary statues in New York City and Boston, on Boston, setting one on fire. All right. Uh, it came to this. Now religious figures are being destroyed, as well as American historical statues and alike. Nothing in the Bible or in our history says anything bad about the Blessed Mother. Marxists targeted two Virgin Mary statues over the weekend, one in Queens, New York, and another in Boston, Massachusetts. The savagery of the hate, I hate America types has no boundaries. I believe they're Marxists because Marxists are generally atheists who believe religious symbols must be destroyed because most believers in God hold him to, to a higher regard than uh, government. And the communists want government to be worshipped, especially when they're in control of government. All right. He's very right-leaning. Uh, right I mean, I would have liked the article to be a little bit more objective, like, you know, go into, I mean... I agree everything he's saying. There's nothing here that I disagree with. But also, Nancy Pelosi was approached over the over uh, the weekend or a couple of days ago about the statues coming down. And she gave it a very dismissive attitude in saying that, you know, look, I don't even have any earrings that my grandmother uh, wore. I mean, you know. I mean, she was very dismissive about her grandmother. She was even more dismissive about the, the national statues. And to her, they're just statues. And she said something, they'll do whatever they want to do. I mean, she really didn't, she really, she really is trying very hard uh, to, to remain in the political game. She really wants to remain in the political game. To her, like I said before, her life is politics. She worships the God of politics and she will not leave it. Joe Biden's the same thing. Chuck Schumer's the same thing. AOC, uh, Ocasio Cortez, she worships politics. Politics is their God and they don't want anything else. Um, all right. So let's continue. He says, I believe that they're Marxists because Marxists are generally atheists who believe religious symbols must be destroyed because most believers in God hold him to a higher, um, it's not written very well. Uh, most believers in God hold, I would put that hold God higher regard than government. Okay. And the communists want government to be worshiped, especially when in, they're in control of government. What I really wish he would have done was go back to that guy, Sean King who posted on Twitter that all 
images of white European Jesus and his white mother and his white friends should be brought down. All paintings, statues, murals, and stained glass windows should be brought down because they're racist and they're system. They're re- like they're related to systematic racism. I really wish that he would have at least taken his time and you know connect the dots there because Twitter never called out Sean King about that. Twitter never called him out and uh, uh, pointed that out as a hate statement. That was he was he was advocating violence, and that's where the problem lies. That's why I'm saying that a lot of times these conservatives don't argue very well. They're so the he you know they're so willing to go into the argument without thinking how to fight this. Put the, connect the dots, call them out, you know, track them, connect to everything they said before so that you can show that these people, Sean King is in Black Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter is Marxist. So his argument would have been a lot better if he connected the dot, trace it back to who started this. Sean King started this. Okay, Dr. Taylor Marshall talked about it in his podcast. All right, Timothy Gordon, who used to be on Taylor Marshall's show every now and then when they used to do the YouTube together, lost his job because he called out Black Lives Matter. You know, conservatives just need to argue smart. You know, I mean, just point, bring the evidence out. Collect the evidence, and when you debate with them, point out how this is all started. Sean King called out that Catholic statues or any other stat, uh, uh, Catholic institution or, I mean, like religious institution, like maybe it could be Episcopalian, it could be Methodist, it could be a church that was built back 150 years ago that just happens to have statues of Jesus and Mary. Yeah, looking European because the people were European, but... You know, I used to go to um, Thomas More. There's a there's a beautiful stained glass window of of Christ with the crown and a lantern, knocking on the door. And that church used to be an um, Episcopalian black church a long time ago when the neighborhood was when there were more African Americans in that neighborhood. The church was sold. It was bought by uh, by Catholics, and they took and they kept the stained glass window because it was beautiful. It was an it was an Anglican Episcopal black church, and that's and that was a stained glass window. The, the Catholic Church decided to keep it. Now it's known as St. Thomas More. All right, let's continue. At about ten p.m. Saturday, officers responded to a call of fire in the block of two eighty four Bodion Street in Dorchester. The Boston Police Department said in a Facebook post, on arrival of St. Peter's Parish Church, officers observed a statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary, which had been set on fire, the post said. The official police post continued. Officers spoke with the members of the Boston Fire Department, Fire Investigation Unit, who stated that an unknown suspect has set fire to plastic flowers which were in the hands of the statue, causing the face and upper body of the statue to be burnt. 
the Boston Police Department continued to review the facts and circumstances surrounding these incidents. Anyone with information is strongly urged to contact District C-11 detectives at, you know, 617-343-4335. All right, I'll put that in there just in case. Now we'll go to the Diocese of Brooklyn. The Diocese of Brooklyn said Friday the NYPD was investigating an attack on another statue of the Virgin Mary at the Cathedral Prep School and Seminary in Queens. Security footage shows an individual approaching the 100-year-old statue shortly after 3 a.m. Friday morning and dubbing the word idol. Yes, this is the one uh, famous one that uh, really was ugly that Taylor Marshall posted. They painted the word idol down its length, and it's basically on her womb. Catholic news agency CNA reported. The Brooklyn Diocese Press Office tweeted out, uh, tweeted out video footage of the incident on Friday. All right. Okay. And then and here's the uh, the Twitter page, Brooklyn Diocese. All right. This is a disgrace. There is a special place in hell for a demon who would do that. Sunday afternoon, the press office was off office retweeted photos that seemed to be from the school uh, school of a man cleaning the statue. Update, the Blessed Mother statue has been cleaned and restored thanks to Catholic cemeteries. Uh, the investigation is still ongoing. All right. It's really sad. Um, it's ugly. It's sad. And it's disgraceful. Uh, unbelievable. Obviously, this tragedy saddens us deeply, but it also renews our hope and faith in the Lord as he has shown his goodness to the many people who had already reached out to us, said Father James uh, Curley, rector and president of Cathedral Prep. We are sincerely grateful for the help we have received, as well as the prayers. Please continue praying for those who committed this act of vandalism and hatred toward Our Lady and the Church, he continued. All right. Um, it's sad, but this is, this is the reality that we live in. Uh, it really is. It's a, it's, a, it's a sad reality. See, the thing is, that's why I'm going back and saying, I blame this on Sean King. Uh, you know, and he, um, he never took it back. He never took back his statement, which I really feel is a disgrace because someone like him going around and tweeting this and, th- and, 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 you know, he obviously has a, a very uh, serious position, his position of uh, influence and he knows it. But the sad problem is, is that He's not gonna, you know, he, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's not gonna be held accountable. He should be held accountable. He should be held accountable for, for what he's, you know, for what he's doing. And it's sad, you know, because he doesn't want to be held accountable. Is not right. Now I'm gonna go into here. Um, this is from Church Militant. So this article here is titled "Christians Have Had Enough" and is by William Mahoney. And it's uh, dated July 13th, 2020. The case of Father Theodore Rothrick. Now, Father Theodore Rothrick spoke out uh, against a group that's uh, affiliated with Black Lives Matter. Uh, The group's name is, uh, here's interesting, Carmel, uh, Carmel 
against racial injustice. Uh, Kari, for short. And uh, they demanded the pastor or the bishop remove uh, Father Theodore Rothrick because he spoke in opposition against this group, uh, you know, which opposes church teaching on virtually every topic. All right. Many people see Father Ted, which is Father Theodore Rothrick, they call him Father Ted for short, as superb. He's done more community outreach with all groups of people, not just with whites, not just uh, with this person. I think he's, uh, I saw the video, uh, or black or brown or Asians, everywhere, all the way across the far east side, said a parishioner. but Bishop Timothy, Timothy Dorothy suspended Father Theodore Rothrick on July 1st after the group called Carmel, Kari, against racial injustice, demanded the pastor be removed for speaking against Black Lives Matter Foundation Incorporated, an organization, again, that's opposed to virtually every church topic and teaching. Now, <laughs> This is this is what we're dealing with. This is what we're dealing with here. And the group here, the group actually developed their own group. All right, they developed their own group in an opposition, um, Catholics for Unity and Peace, and they uh, ab- abbreviated to CUP for short. Made up of mostly of Saint Elizabeth parishioners, and they showed up to the counter protests and pray in for in, in support of Father Rothrick, whom they refer to as Father Ted. Now, interesting to note. Church Mildred showed up, and uh, the bishop told all the other priests not to speak to Church Militant. And even uh, two priests called up the cops, the police, against Church Militant reporter, the, the, the crew. So you see right there. It's it's there's a civil war. When I what I posted earlier in my earlier podcasts, there's a civil war within the Catholic Church. This is this shows you that the civil war continues. The it's it's sad because when they had a big meeting, a group. Here's here's what I want to point out here. Okay, uh, they wanted to speak. The bishop never bothered to come and speak with the uh, the cup group. He avoided them. So you see, he the, the bishops would rather align themselves with far left radicals. And they want to oppose their own parishioners, their own people. This is this is this is a problem. Now, also, uh, Church Militant pointed out, just reveal, uh, revealed. Actually, the federal government gave the information when there was money being put out for uh, businesses, like grant money, government money. The 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 Catholic bishops put themselves out there. They broke their diocese to several little organizations so they can receive this federal grant money. And they put themselves ahead of small businesses, especially small businesses owned by minorities. So you see, you got to say that the Catholic bishops have put themselves out in a 501c3, so which is a tax exemption. And they also put themselves out as government contractors. This is basically uh, to help with, let's say, migrant re, uh, resettling which is like if there happened to be a refugee or you happen to be an illegal, they would help to resettle you and they would get the money 
uh, money for for this by the federal government. They got this. They got a lot of money under Barack Obama, a lot of money under Barack Obama. This is the sin of the of Judas. It's the Judas priest. Money is their master. Money is their god. I don't like saying this about my Catholic bishops, but the Gospels have warned about this. But then again, once more, do not despair. Look, if there's good men like Father Theodore Rothrick, there's other good priests out there. The problem is they need our support. And not, 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 none of us, not enough of us Catholics are out there to support them. You see, if they're by themselves, they often will get scared. You see, you need strength through unity. You need encouragement. Once they know there are people praying for them and supporting them, they're not going to be afraid to speak up. If this group, if this community of Catholics in Indiana spoke up in Lafayette, Indiana, then they can do it so we can do it. We need to support our good priests. We need to support our good bishops. All right? They can't do this if they don't have support. I'm going to end it right here because... um, you should look up. You should look up this report on church millet yourself. It's better that you look it up than me reading you the whole thing because it's meant. It's it's a visual thing, and a lot of people. There's people being interviewed, and they're they're real people. They're real Catholics like you and me. You should go to Church Militant. Go on YouTube, and you'll see the report. All right, you really do. You really need to look at it. It's 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 important to buy. It's like mic'd up, but so I think it's um. It's worth it's worth the chance. It's worth it's a it's a video report and it's worth it. So I'm going to end it here. So let's end it with a, a hail mary for our church and for the bishops and priests. All right, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless.